0: It's my, it's my passion to talk about this and I find it really, really exciting because it's something that's th- new and not very common yet, but I see that in uh, my five or five years maximum, it's gonna be something that's gonna be worldwide known and people are gonna be aiming for that instead of going for surgery or instead of going for for other um, other traditional ways in this Western world to heal heal.
1: Every day I ask myself, What am I doing to live my best life? (laughs) You got this. I'm here because I want you to reach your peak. You're listening to the Lifelong Learning and Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Three Pines Leadership. Here's your host, success coach, teacher, and mediator, Molly Doris. Hey, welcome to this episode. Today, we're sitting down with a
0: coach whose skill will blow your mind. Well, hi, my name is Libra. I'm a, I call myself, uh, myself a neural coach or um, I do functional neurology. And I combine it with personal training and uh, rehab.
1: Ooh, tell me
0: more. So um, I, I've i done some schooling in functional neurology in the U.S. with a school called Z-Health. And uh, it requires also a lot of studying on your own. So I constantly try to read books and I, I look at research. And um, apart from that, I do other certifications in aquatic therapy and in uh, training and in yoga. Uh, so I try to put everything together to get a more holistic approach to health and trying to help people that are in pain or that need to improve their performance, or even children with, um, with uh, limitations or disabilities. And um, I'm heading more towards ADHD um, and uh, anything that might affect the way you perform at school or at work.
1: Wow. So what exactly is functional neurology?
0: So if you if you say neurology to someone, the well, the picture I get is uh, someone sitting in a lab with, like, electrodes plugged onto their head and looking at brain waves and, uh, in a lab. But that's not what I do. What I do is really I, I meet with a person one-on-one, and we sit down, we look at what they want to work on. And through movement and um, mobility exercises and uh, visual exercises and inner ear exercises, we get to... See which ones help the person instantly, because for the nervous system, it will let you know right away if what you're doing is good or bad, it, which sounds it completely sounds like the opposite of what personal training you say. Oh, yeah, your flexibility is going to get better if you keep practicing it. But in, in neurology, what, what um, results come right away because the nervous system uh, responds instant. So if you want to be more flexible and you're practicing flexibility and you don't get more flexible over time, it doesn't mean that you're you're not good at it or that you might get better at it. There's a break somewhere, so the breaks are on somewhere. If you make the nervous system happy by doing visual exercises or inner ear exercises, the 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 body will take those breaks off and will make you flexible instantly. Wow! It that and sounds I know, like magic. It sounds like magic, and when I, I, uh, if I'm going to speak a little bit about my personal experience, I was into a lot of sports, playing rugby, soccer, uh, doing all sorts of things, and at one point, I had a really bad back pain, like down the legs, so usually known as a sciatic nerve uh, jam. So I went to the chiropractor, and the chiropractor helped me uh, a lot, talked to me a lot about also emotional factors that affect pain, and she told me, "Do you know functional neurology?" I said, "I really don't know what it is. Is it like in a lab?" And she said, "No, no, no. You should look into it." So I looked into it, and I attended this workshop where I I I uh, I was mind blown, and uh, uh, I was taught I was taught uh, really interesting things there, and I applied them. And throughout the week, throughout after a few days, my pain was gone. I was able to do my my sports again. And uh, my mobility improves, my vision improves, and um, it's amazing.
1: <laughs> wow! Are there things that we can do to increase our our optimal brain function?
0: Yes, definitely. One of the things I, I explain to the to people when we look at functional neurology is we look at the brain, and I tell them the brain is like your car's GPS. So it's it's Accepting signals from satellites in space to tell you where to go, how to get there, how long it's going to take, and all those signals have to be optimal. If not, your GPS is going to send you on the wrong road, or it's going to make you take the wrong street, or give you the wrong time, and then you're going to get lost, and what's going to happen? You're going to get really mad at one point. (laughs) You're going to be late, and and it's not going to be fun. So if we look at that and we put that metaphor onto the brain, the brain functions also on three GPSs. So one of them is the eyes. The second one is the inner ear. And the third one is your proprioception. So your skin and your awareness of where you are in space and time. And if we think of applying that one of the GPSs doesn't work. So let's say your vision is not fully optimal and you always have blurry vision, or your eyes are tired, or you can't read focus or read well, that will affect your GPS, your brain, and your performance will be inhibited by your eyes. So that's why in in functional neurology, the eyes are one of the most important parts of the body to train, and in, in conventional training, they are completely forgotten or ignored and overlooked. So that's one of the biggest things I look into people. So I look at eye movements, uh, how, how well they can coordinate their eyes and how they use them in their training, if they're using them to their advantage or to their disadvantage.
1: Ah. So could you take uh, an average athlete and make them a superb athlete?
0: Definitely. If an athlete is having trouble, uh, like uh, they're, uh, let's say, uh, a tennis player and they're always losing and they don't understand why they train like crazy. They train more than their competitors and they just don't understand what's going on. Sometimes one of the biggest things you can look at is vision, also the proprioception of their awareness where they are in time. Cause most of the, the times they lose is because or they miss their hit or they don't aim well. And all of that is hand-eye coordination. If you can't aim the ball well, Well, your eyes are not looking at the right place or coordinating the movement while with the rest of your body. So with a tennis player, I would uh, bring the sport to the training. So make it very specific. So practice playing tennis or with a tennis ball and doing exercises that will mimic movements you're going to do in a game and improve it through vision training and through proprioceptive training.
1: Okay, now what about those of us who aren't athletes and we just want to live the best life we could possibly live?
0: Exactly. So if you if you don't play any sports or if you just uh, like walking or doing sports that are more zen, there's always ways to improve. Let's say you're you um you want to improve your, your 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 health. We we uh what I do is we go through a whole joint mobility uh, um, of the body so from head to toe we move all the joints in all the directions and all the ranges possible so let's say you're walking and especially here in Canada where we are I don't know about where where you are exactly but the the um, there's ice sometimes oh yes one of the biggest fears well uh, with people a little bit older in age is to fall and sometimes the falling is because you you can't accurately know where your joints are in time and in space. So I train them to really move their their legs and the the rest of the body in positions that are awkward. So when they f- they get into that awkward position, their their brain GPS their map knows that position and doesn't equal it to an injury, but equals it to oh shoot, I'm in an awkward position. Let me replace myself. One example I can give you is um, doing. Exercises for the knees and for the ankles to mimic injury. So let's say you you have you're a person that sprains their ankles a lot. So we mimic an ankle sprain, but to not not to the extent of injury, but of the movement. So the lateral rotation of an ankle and the internal rotation of an ankle. So when that happens when you're walking, it does not equal injury because your ligaments, your tendons, your nerves, and all your arteries and everything in the area know what the movement is and won't send the signal to the brain pain 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 alarm (laughs) Ah,
1: wow yeah that's fascinating yeah now how can you apply this to kids with learning disabilities
0: so I work with uh, children that have ADHD and Asperger's and um, the way we can uh, apply this is through vision training because one of the biggest uh, causes of ADHD is actually the vision the visual system because it doesn't really know how to move well or that it has so much stimulus around us in today's world we have cell phones we have the cars going by we have other people talking the radio on the washing machine everything and all of those things cause distraction to the brain and it can't fully focus on the task it has at hand so i with these children i make them do exercises for the eyes where they have to focus on the task at hand and to be able to have better concentration so doing like um, a few exercises like the pencil push-up well, where they have a, a pencil and they bring it in close to the nose and back out and back in. And I make sure that their their eyes follow well together and if they don't we train it to do that by doing a different exercises and improving their, their eye movement.
1: Wow, and they're able to concentrate more and focus better in their their academics and whatnot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow, that's that's fantastic. That's a miracle. Yeah,
0: and I, one of it's not the only cause of ADHD. There's many things at play in the causes of ADHD. It can also be the environment you live in big time because if you live in a neighborhood where there's constantly noise and you never have silence for your nervous system, it never gets to rest. It's always under the stress, so under this the sympathetic, like it's always on a fight and flight. And looking at that, those things with with parents or with the child itself is a big thing too. And another thing that plays a big role is nutrition. So your fuel, what you eat. A lot of uh, a lot of children today, parents work so much, and the easiest thing is to grab something on the go or have foods that are already prepared. And pa- parents no longer have time to cook the children's meals all the time. So those things, the things that are in the food also affect the children's body functions. Imagine they're in their, their prime growth phase and their brain is absorbing everything they, it needs to grow well and to be able to perform at school and play. And uh, they, uh, they need the right fuel. That's
1: for sure. If you put bad gas into your car, it's not gonna work.
0: Exactly. It's like putting Uh, diesel in a, in a regular gas cards. You're not going to go very far (laughs)
1: completely incompatible. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been fantastic. My pleasure. Hey, it's me again. Thank you so much to coach Libra for coming in and joining us this episode. We're going to check in with her again in a few more episodes when we're talking about physical literacy and raising great healthy children. Until then, have a great week, and remember, be excellent to each other. Sign up for our mailing list and visit us online at threepinesleadership.com. Psst, it's me again, just reminding you to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Instagram, and like us on Facebook at Three Pines Leadership. And don't forget to join us on our mailing list, and you can find out more information about us at 3pinesleadership.com. All right. Until next week, my friends. Mwah!